So your theory. It's one of the oldest inhabited places on the planet, and that's why it's multi-faith. That's my theory. Google it. Okay. It's one of the oldest inhabited places on the planet. This is Crossing Phase, the podcast featuring a Christian and a Muslim talking religion and politics. Your co-hosts for this adventure are me, Matt Hawkins, a once policy director for the Southern Baptist Convention, and my New York Muslim friend, the multi-talented John Pinna. Show notes, bios, and all our social media accounts are linked at crossingphase.com. We are available to listen through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. On this episode, John reports from London during a recent visit there. This trip was following his trip to Kurdistan, during which he and others were conducting site visits for the sake of humanitarian responses. This was following the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Syria. Please pardon the delay in this getting posted. The fault is mine due to travel and some academic commitments. But we have some great episodes lined up and recording waiting to roll out in the coming weeks. Minor caveat about this episode. Please, fans of Downton Abbey, apologize for our brief rabbit trail that rails against the UK House of Lords. Uh, we get past it, I promise. And once we get past that, we glean some fascinating insights into the multi-faith collaboration in Kurdistan. Here now is Crossing Phase. Hey, John. So how's London? Here's the problem is that it's like a Charles Dickens novel. I always feel like they're faking their accents. That's number one. All right. I don't feel like it's genuine. That's number one. Number two is as the highest evolution of Brit, you know, a New Yorker, original 13 <laughs> colonies. I, I have such contempt for the House of Lords. I just don't understand it. And as, as someone who's about with international religious freedom and all this stuff about rights and everything else that you and I do, how, how can you be a democracy and then have a hereditary body that is it's, – it's, it's a, a, a governance. It just makes no sense to me. You know, and so when I was doing, uh, I was I was in Afghanistan 2012, and it was my job, right, to do to go to all the different provinces when the uh -huh. PRT, the provincial reconstruction teams, and the and the and the uh, um, uh, provincial councils and USAID were a stalemate. I would go in and I would negotiate, uh, you know, a way a path forward. So yeah, I'd, I'd go to Kunduz and and uh, Parwan and Kandahar and, and uh, uh, Jabad, Jalalabad and Herat and, and, and Mazar. We'd, and we'd had the circuit. And uh, I remember being in Herat and I was trying to explain democracy. And I said, you know, no two democracies are the same, much like no two Muslims are the same. And, the, 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 and I said, you know, the Afghan democracy starts off, it has been, it has been, evolved, has been around since before any other democracy has ever existed at the sure and Jirga level, the village level, you know, uh -huh. voting and, and, and popular sovereignty, everyone would vote in and do this stuff. And, uh, and, and, and the guy, the guy from the Ulama council got up and said, he's right. John Oha is right. You know, he said it, he was saying it in Daris and he, he goes, you know, we have, we've been practicing democracy the right way. And it's up to us to come up with an, an Afghan democracy. And, uh, the example I would always give is that no democracy is the same. American democracy, you know, we have a we're a strong democracy. The Brits have a strong democracy, but to us as Americans, the House of Lords is appalling. It's ridiculous to have a hereditary, you know, have have hereditary uh, body of of governing officials just based on their bloodlines, and most of them just don't have any governing ability at all. So. I don't know. So Britain's great. So I'm in London. I'm conducting an engagement. I'm on the, the heels of my trip to Kurdistan and Syria. And uh, I'm, I'm writing briefing documents and sending them back home to Washington while it's conducting engagement here with a few MPs and uh, some, some, some members of the people that I criticize, some of the lords. So actually, actually to be true. honest with you, so, I'll yeah, cut it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to cut any of it. I don't care. Um, so, um, <laughs> so we got to talk about your Kurds experience <laughs> before we get spent too much tape, uh, besmirching the house of Lords. It's terrible. It's a terrible, and it's, it's a travesty. I think that there's no reason for, it. I mean, come on, what do you, where do you, where do you fall on this? What? Uh, 
that pause was terrible. <laughs> that you, you are you telling me that you're for the House of Warlords? No. That was like it was a terribly long pause. I was trying to think of a fancy it, the it was, fancy word for it. Birthright. Uh, it's it's the God it? thing. It's yeah. the God thing. It's the it's the, the it's a um birthright uh, or divine ordained. right. Divine, divine right. That's divine what it was. Right. That's the that's the term I was looking for. No, wow, I, <laughs> I am not pro divine right. Like you know, so I mean, I, I just be honest with you. I just I can't. I, I I don't can't get my head around how the House of Lords, and they call it the House of Lords, the House of Commons. What a, it's so pejorative. It's, it's really pejorative. House of Commons. It's a terrible <laughs> term. And and so I, I just – and here's the thing. Why is the, the royal family and all these other royals are being paid by the the, the, the dollars, the, the, the people? You know, It's the taxpayers' dollars here. How do they get away with that? Yeah. How well, do I they mean, get away? I mean for all the grief that evangelicals get in the U.S. for supposedly trying to set up a theocracy, there's a lot of actual theocratic – stuff going on over in the uk parliament yes but, but, but well that's but that's the whole thing it the whole thing is a theocracy divine right is a theocracy house of lords is a theocracy and nobody here's the beauty of it nobody has ever attacked the house of lords from a theocratic justification i, I don't think it's ever happened so it's divine right you know lords and you know ladies right barons and baronesses it's a theocratic justification, and if you can crack that, you're you're done. The Brits can actually get probably thirty, thirty-five, fifty billion dollars a year back into their tax tax cycle to spend on the fixing the NHS. Yes, but now, John, are you not being critical of the ways of an indigenous population? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know what that means. So I, I'm not even smart enough to understand what that statement. Look, here's the thing. The, the, the you're picking, you're picking on the Brits. You're an American. How how dare how dare you uh, ju- judge their culture and their their ways of uh, administering their law? First of all, I never committed to not judging. That's number one. <laughs> I didn't that's say like, you didn't. That's, first of all, that that, that those are the waters. I, that's my breads and my butter are like judgment and complete nonsense, right? So I swim in that. You know, but here's the thing. Let's look at it this way. This, this, if, is, this is the Crossing Phase podcast. Come for the diversity, stay for the judgment. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. You know, this is here's the thing. Look, look at it this way. Are you, you know, the, 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 this is an oppressed people here. The Brits are an oppressed people, um, and the, 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 they're they're bound by the shackles of tradition and sentiment related to divine right. And all I can say is. It just seems like – look, if you take 80 percent of the problems, I'll, I'll be generous. Let's take 70 percent of the problems of the world and you flip them upside down, you'll see made in made in Britain. All those artificial lines in the in – the, Oh, for sure. In the, that are in the Middle East, um, you know, what they did in Burma. A lot yeah. of people don't realize this. Burma was the cash cow of the, of the, of the empire. It wasn't India. It was Burma. Uh, and it, it, that's where they got all the lumber. That's where they got. They took Chi- they took Chinese people. They took the Chinese out of China and dumped them in Burma as a workforce. And now there's all kinds of problems there because of the indigenous populations, displaced Asians. It's a crazy, crazy scheme. It's all Brit. Hong Kong right now protest. That's Britain. You know, uh, Syria, Britain. It doesn't matter. Iraq, Britain. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you think. Uh, you know, it, it's. So, uh, you know, and it's only because their empire, which only lasted 100 years, I just want to make sure I say that, it was it, it crossed over into the modern era, which is why it caused all these problems. So, yeah. I, I, but it's, you know, divine right. You know, it's great if you're if you're if you're born with royal blood. But if you're if you're everybody else, you know, so I don't know. I just I have a hard time with it. But it's a really great. You know the, the, the theocratic it's a great question. It's a great gig if you can get it. Yeah. So I mean, I, I gotta. I, well, I gotta figure. You were part of the early parts of America. I gotta figure you were part of one of these lords that wanted to break away and have his own business in the United States. I gotta figure you probably have some. You're probably related to some. You know. I, I think and, I am sorry, of. Uh, to to my knowledge, I am of Welsh and Scottish descent. Uh, the most clear part of our lineage was a Scottish family that moved over. Here comes the, 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 the so do you know? Oh, you know the clan. 
Yeah, the, so yeah, you know the, the, oh. the Wilson clan. Oh, I, I can't now. Now, see, this is this what is, happened. Now you're going to tell we me. We talked about this before. This is my uh, my distant ancestors, who uh, one of whom, at least, was um, is buried up near where your parents live, near Poughkeepsie I, in the Hudson. Yeah, Valley. I know. I know, and I'm still Scott, trying to find that grave. I told you the peacock yeah. distracted me. The peacock ice cream. Okay, so it's a whole other. Okay, we can't. But We're I actually, go down that line. I'm blissfully ignorant of the extent to which my my Euro Anglo ancestry was attached to divine right stuff. Well, what what you got to do is go, go up to, you got to take a, a trip up to Edinburgh and in the Edinburgh castle, there's a room and uh, they do a really great history of the Scottish people. Yeah, and, I'd love uh, to. I studied then, some David Hume. Then, I'd love to go to Edinburgh. And then they have, um, I did a lot of business up there yeah. and uh, some, some ex business partners of mine are, are, are Scottish. Anyways, um, there's a, they have this, this, this thing where you can go and they, they have the history right there and they can print it out. Cool. Like they get, they, you know, they do the clan you tell them yeah. your name and they, they do the whole clan. I'll need, um, I'll need to look it up. So while we're doing this, Who, who's going to fund our I, paid, uh, who's going to fund our trip to, to Scotland to check out Matt's lineage, the university of Edinburgh. We, 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 we're going to do a radio show up there. Yeah, we, we could do, this could be like, a multi-episode series. We could go to Scotland and the UK to follow my ancestry, and we could go to Afghanistan and follow yours. Like we, this would be like multiple episodes. That would be fun. Yep, and we and I and we can post up the Wilson clan crest. Uh, I, I just sent it to you. <laughs> I just sent it to you. <laughs> I hope it's cool looking. It's uh you know it's all lions in in the UK. Everybody has a lion. Oh. No one has the goat. No one has an eagle. Everybody has a. A lion in their in their family crest. A red I've lion never, surrounded by a belt. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, surrounded look. by a belt, and it says, and you know, I don't know what the clan. So, it's the huh. a demi lion, and then it's always watchful. Is is yeah, what yeah. That, that that Latin is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's not a bad. Always, I hadn't even looked this up. Come on, you're telling me I'm the guy who's who's schooling you on your on your <laughs> clan history? I'm saying I had only gone back so far. To date, I don't know. This is the I'm real still, deal. I'm this still is still learning about the American side of things. I hadn't gone back. Born further. in Paisley, so that's why you like those little amoebas, right? Um, amoeba patterns. <laughs> you like amoebas. Born in Paisley, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Became a it became a weaver. Uh, satirical verses direct the blah blah blah. Well, okay, all right. Well, look at this. This is uh, American, uh, you know, ornithology. This is. Uh, <laughs> Um, is the maternal ancestor of Ronald Reagan. You're, uh-huh. you're an ancestor of Ronald Reagan, the 40th president. Uh-huh. That's what it says right here. Sweet, fancy Mo. That, uh, this, is, this is terrible. I wish yeah, I never looked at this. Look this up. This is going to go right to your head. <laughs> you know? Uh, All righty. So right. we've, we've talked lineage. What <laughs> <laughs> a rabbit trail. But you, sir, are in London. And uh, what exactly have you been doing in London? Last we spoke... You were in Kurdistan and hanging out with a Greek Orthodox priest, and you were checking out the landscape of what is <laughs> happening uh, after the U.S. withdrawal of a meager body of troops from Syria. And, right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Humanitarian and, and crisis. Humanitarian yeah. crisis. Uh, uh, sparks. What's your read on the situation now, and uh, what have you been learning while in London? I mean, the, the the long and short of it, maybe the short of it is that uh, there was no ceasefire. Uh, there was still hard fighting. The ground war continued. Uh, and uh, there was the only thing that the ceasefire did was stop airstrikes yeah. on positions, on select positions. Um, you know, I, I was reading some articles about the refugees. When I was in country, the numbers were 300,000 uh, that were heading towards the border. Uh, a tremendous, you know, humanitarian crisis, and then so I was there uh, for multiple reasons. But one of the reasons was to conduct a site assessment, and then uh, and then to assist with some humanitarian efforts, and then do some government engagement, uh, which we did. Uh, spent some time with some of the ministers and and uh, had some thoughtful conversations. You know, the, the consideration is that they're so pro-American, yeah, but don't understand the decision, and then from there. I mean, I, I, this is, you know, personal view is that, uh, 
you know, we just we just opened the door for you know Russia and Turkey to reestablish themselves as regional powers there, um, and uh, uh, I think that there's uh, it's a tremendous. Uh, uh, a deviation from our, our status in the region with a, a core ally that's that that's a solid fighter for us. You know, there's no question that the Kurds. You know, a lot of people think, oh, we're fighting ISIS and you know, U.S. forces. And, you know, we we defeated ISIS. Well, we didn't. Uh, the Kurds defeated ISIS with Shia militias, non-Iranian Shia militias, are the people that defeated ISIS. We supported them, but with very small, small amount of, of forces, and so. Um, I mean, just think about it. It's a multi-faith Shia and Sunni and Christian forces defeated ISIS, but mostly Shia and Sunni. You know, uh, and I wanted to, and and with the Kurdis, with with the Kurds, and if you go to Kurdistan and you go to Ibril, or you go to Suleiman, or you go to some of these cities that are there, mm-hmm. it's it's a multi-faith. It's one of the few places on the planet, particularly in a Muslim country, but on, in the planet. Where it's not homogeneous, yeah, yeah. We're talking about ethnically, and then from a religious perspective, Baha'is, Christians, Jewish, Jews, Jews, Shia, Sunni, uh, Christians of all different sects. You've got these really strange strata there: uh, the Antiochian Orthodox, the other Orthodox. It's another they're all answering different patriarchs. All living in Kurdistan, and it's a multi-faith success. They're 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 just they're not living in tolerance. They're collaborating, cooperating. You know how we have the religious freedom roundtable? They do the same thing over there. Yeah, you know it, it was funny because we were talking about doing the roundtable over there for for years and years and years from Washington. You know, yeah, yeah. projecting it out there. They're and already doing the interest, it. <laughs> they're already doing it. They're, they 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 sit out in the field. They literally they this, they literally go out into like this field. And they set up the chairs, and they all all the different leaders just talk uh-huh. about what's happening in their community. It's, it's unbelievable what's going on. I mean, we, we, I mean, I would say go out there and observe. There's it's it's out. I think it's outrageous, outrageous to even think about projecting the international Stream roundtable, the Earth roundtable out there. But when they are they have been doing this for centuries now, and centuries, uh-huh. it's it's out, <laughs> and they are. It's there's already a dialogue. It's already mature. It's already happening. We don't need to be facilitating anything out there. It's 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 actually I find it quite insulting to even think uh-huh. that 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 there's something that we could dole out onto them when they're doing this on a. It's not just Abrahamic faiths. It's it's all the faith groups that are out there are doing this already. It's 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 a tremendous tremendous. Um, uh, it's eye-opening, I think is the word. It, it, it's I'm not even sure there's a there's a quick phrase. I was sh- shocked. Um, the 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 uh, Ministry of Religion has uh, uh, faith groups have offices there. Huh. All the faith groups have offices. So the you know the the, the Yazidis have a guy in the ministry. Yeah. The, the the Shia, guy, they have a guy in the ministry. I don't know any other country that does that. Are those people appointed um, by the government, or they the, the community? The no, community? The, the community volunteers them forward, yeah. and then they have an office there. How cool is that? <laughs> I, I just I'm I'm flabbergasted is the word. So I would so I'm you know Kurt, the Kurdistan not my world. You know, my, you know, the Muslim world is usually in some, 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 some Saharan Africa, Central Asia, but you know, I, Southeast Asia don't know anything about, but I, I Kurdistan, I never really kind of focused in that. I'd done a lot of work, ran offices for the American Islamic Congress in, in Baghdad and Basra, but I never made it up to Kurdistan, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm out there and I, I, I'm shocked, just, you know, completely blown. And it was, they weren't putting on a show. It wasn't like, oh, you know, John's, John's here, so let's put on a good show. No, I went to, I went to the Antiochians. I went to their, to their, their church, and they're like, no, we're good here. Yeah, worry about Baghdad. Hmm. They were like, worry about them down there. You know, they were, they were like, we're good. I went to the Armenian quarter. They're like, no, we're everything's great. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're, we have, we, we, we have a place in the, in the ministry. So from a multi-faith perspective, I think that's a, this is a really great example. And not only that, it needs to be preserved. They're under siege on all sides. Right. There's a word for that. It's called surrounded. They got the Iranians to the North. Right. They got the Syria to the, to the West. Um, they got the, they got the bad boys in the Southern Iraq right. uh, to the South. I mean, it is, they are qu- quite literally surrounded. And this is a multi-faith example that's happening. That's unbelievable. Um, it's, it's simply it, not yeah. to believe and it, it's shocking. As you say, it is pretty remarkable given the history and the geography, like you say, <clears throat> or the political geography of what, of what's all around them. You have, and it's not its own independent city-state or, or state, right? I mean, it's just a region no. of northern Iraq, so it's attached to Iraq and all the nonsense that has uh, happened and is happening there. Uh, you've got Syria and all its mess to the west, and you've got Iran to the east, and you've got Turkey to the north, and yet you have this place that left unto itself uh, without the incursion of... Um, aggressive, hostile forces, uh, is pretty copacetic. Is that that fair? To what do you attribute that phenomenon? Uh, That's a good good question. I assume it's, I mean, part of it, could you attribute to the multi-faith angle? But that that can't be all of it. That can't be. This is the oldest one. So if you look at, if you you Wikipedia uh, Ebro, are, and and I, I pronounce it wrong, the city yeah, wrong. Spell it. But the Ebril, the, the city, the capital of Kurdistan. I don't okay, know tell okay. you. E R B I L. Okay. Okay. B R I L. Sorry. So I don't mean to be like. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so dismissive of you right now. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I, I apologize ahead of time. I, I've been it, I've been dealing with the been, Brits all day. Yeah, and I, and I'll just be honest by with Brits you. All day. Like I grew up in this. I grew up to see the American Revolution, the, New York, Hudson Valley. Uh, Seven Years War. We called the French and Indian War. I can't, you know, we still tar and feather tax collectors on, 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 uh, on, on, on the 4th of July. We do the, 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 the boats came up during the revolution and they, you know, they knocked off the trains and, and they, they burned Kingston to the ground, which was the first capital in New York. The capital of New York now is Albany. And, you know, it, I, they still do the burning of Kingston every October. Uh, I, I, I once, I once, uh, I once went on trial, you know, because they, they, it's all play acting. The, the British regulars, lobster backs, came through the town. So we're heavily socialized with British culture for the revolution, not to mention not to mention the French and Indian War and, and the Dutch history. So I was just in Saratoga visiting a uh, buddy of mine uh, who just came back from Afghanistan, uh, a, a, a Marine colonel. And, uh, you know, I, I went over to Saratoga, went over the battlefield, got on the horse, started trotting around. Tears, you know, tears came in my eyes. I can't, I'm, I have such a deep attachment to New York state, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's the, that's Saratoga. You know, we turn back, we turn back the Brits, you know, that, that's the turning point of the American revolution. Uh, just South of my parents is West point and the, the, the flight of Benedict Arnold, Benedict Arnold, he's, he's planted here in Battersea park. There's the chapel that he's planted in mm-hmm. is a stone's throw from me right now. So, well, not a stone's throw, but it's, it's about a mile down the way. But the point is, is that, you know, I, I, I'm heavily socialized with British culture because of as being a New Yorker and being the high, highest evolution of Brit. And uh, what does that mean? That means that the Brits were not fighting indigenous populations. They were fighting their own people. And that's why they lost. They tried to oppress their own people. So, yeah. um, um, so I've been dealing with Brits all day. <laughs> so, and, so, back, so back to Kurdistan. <laughs> Oh, sorry. So that's why I'm a little bit on. I'm a little hot, you know, because I'm just I can't. Uh, it's, just, it's just everybody's so tight. Um, it's like have a cocktail, relax. Uh, so what are we talking about, Chris? So this is the thing. Um, the city, our, our the show, capital city. Our show about deli- our show about diversity and collaboration is kind of going off the rails with respect to your relationship to the Brits. <laughs> I just feel like they, I just feel but, like they, enough's but, enough. But Kurdistan. So we're back to Kurdistan. Why? Why does Kurdistan as a as a? a right, diverse... You want my you want my theory? Yeah. What's your this theory? Is my theory. So the capital E B R I L, Ebro, yes. right? Um, which they they pronounce it differently, but I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm probably, I think they so pronounce I'm pro- it wrong. I, I probably butcher it when I say Erbil. 
that wrong? Or Beal. No, that's the, you're saying it the right way. Oh, okay. That's it. Say, that's I'm, how you I'm say getting it, it right. <laughs> you are. I, I, and I'm more than willing to admit that I'm completely wrong on this one. But anyways, you it's bl- the blame oldest. It on your, it's one of the, blame it on your New Yorker accent. It's te- well, I just you, you know, I went up to Akron, Ohio. It took me three days to not say Akron <laughs> because I was like, and they were yelling at me. I, I don't know. All right, we're not going to go down that road, okay. but that's the problem. Okay. I have a problem with pronunciation, okay. and I my, New York English is different, and everyone knows that. So, <laughs> so your theory? It's one of the oldest inhabited places on the planet, and that's why it's multi-faith. That's my theory. Google it. Okay. It's one of the oldest inhabited places on the planet. And so these guys, they, you know, they, they figured it out. They figured it out. They said, you want to know what? It's not like this place was conquered and, it, and they destroyed it and stopped being a center of civilization. No, it's been Erbil. See, there we go. Erbil has been inhabited for, they say, like 10,000 years. So all these faith groups have been swimming in, in the city for years and years and years, and they all worked it out. That's my theory. Yeah, not a bad theory. And 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 and, I, and I've been talking, and I talked to these guys. You understand this? This church has been here forever. The the guy, the the, what's that? the Zoroastrians are there, and they're like, oh yeah, no, this fire temple's been here for <laughs> it's been here for a couple thousand years. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're kidding me. You know, yeah. so you know, because I you know I love you know I, you know how I've the so, historic stuff is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I saw a spot for history, but then I rocked into the Zoroastrians. I'm going, oh, my God, these guys, this is a real fire temple. And they're like, yeah, no, we didn't just build this. This has been here forever. I go, what do you mean forever? They're like, Zoroaster came and visited us. I'm like, what? The guy was there. <laughs> it's crazy. The prophets have been you know, floating around there. You know, Everybody's been there. So these guys, there's no they, – they've been – I don't know if it's the most visited religious city on the planet. But I would argue that, like, it, it, it kind of puts it. No, I, I don't want to commit a hate crime here, but it, 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 it's got to be. There's got to be some biblical situation here. You got, you're the Bible guy. Where, what's, what was, what's, what's Erbil in the Bible? I should know this. It's got to be mentioned. It's got to be mentioned. These guys, there, there was. This has been a hotbed for thousands and thousands of years. I got to say, dare I say, on, I don't to say I'm part of Jerusalem, but. It's got to be a close cousin here. Yeah. You know, like, a, so what's, uh, someone needs to do a study that's smarter than me. We yep. need to get a nerd. Well, on, no, I mean, this is an expert. That whole region is the birthplace of, uh, of Christianity. It's the Tigris Euphrates. Yeah. It's that whole business with the river. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I can't, I, I'm, you know, not that I, well, I, I, I you know, one, one of the yeah. one of the most fascinating moments that I had in D.C. Uh, because it's an international town and because we're engaging on these international religious freedom issues, I remember uh, distinctly when we met with some folks from this region who were in D.C. and they were traveling, and he introduced himself as uh, as having uh, been a follower. Um, from the ministry of Jonah. Why? Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's Nineveh. It's literally the Nineveh plain. Oh, and, yeah. And so no, yeah. I met a believer who traces his spiritual lineage to Jonah, for crying out loud. Yeah. It's remarkable. And, the, there, and, not, and these that's, regions... That's not exceptional. That's not exceptional well, either. It's an acceptable there's, experience there's, for for a, a American white guy like me. No, no. I, I mean, I'm I'm look. I'm in your camp. I'm I'm you know. I was I'm literally I'm soaking in in uh, in this sort of uh, I don't I don't is it metaphysical? No, I'm I'm soaking in different in like multi faith in like multi faith goodness, <laughs> and it's really crazy. You know, like I'm. I'm, I can't, these, they're, they're, the same thing happened. This, it was the same. This guy says to me, he's this, and they're, they're traced their back, they're back to this guy. I go, how is that possible? Yeah. I, I, go, I go, how are you? You know, I was, they were talking about James. I go, James, you're talking about James the Just, the guy who got his head cut off because he tried to, yeah, okay. I go, yeah. how, was, how are you guys doing that? I mean, it was, yeah. it, it was eye-opening. It was profound. 
Now, maybe, you know, maybe I'm, I'm and I'm not that easily impressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm yeah. a cynical optimist, you know, from New York. So yeah. I couldn't we, believe, couldn't believe it. I'm not, I'm not sure how, how accurate or credible this particular website is. So I'm not going to post it, but uh, Nineveh looks like it's what we now know is Mosul. Present day yeah, yeah. Mosul. Yeah. It's not is, precisely, not... it's certainly in the region. I mean, goodness gracious! Right, right, and and you know there was there was a couple people there from that, that came from DC. Uh, I was at, I was I was you know it was, it was interesting, you know some of the people that we interact with, who had just arrived wheels down, you know, and they had heard I was there uh-huh. causing trouble. So, um, you know, and, and and everybody was you know hot on the Nineveh plateau, and I'm like, you guys are looking in the wrong direction, you know, let's. This Erbil's got the situation. Yeah, we we need to, if if anything, because it's in the national security strategy, because this this administration is all about religious freedom. This, if there's no, there you can, you don't have to look any farther than saying this model needs to be protected and preserved. Yeah, we need this. We, we our boys need to be there. The Turks, or not the Turks, the Kurds need to have some. They need to have some self governing situation and stop fooling around. So, um, but so, so this, this is a big outcome for me. I'm kind of, I'm trying to now process this and then figure out, okay, there's gotta be, so I, you know, I sent my, you know, I'm, I'm a brief to white house, brief to the state department, brief yeah. here, you know, I'm, I'm sending it now and I'm talking with, I'm talking with the Brits here, you know, it's difficult to, 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 to you know, difficult to read them on what they, what could or could not be enthusiastic about, you know, cause they're the, you know, if I turn around and I say, Oh, it's, it's still like, you know, they're all about the Christian communities. I'm like, you don't get it. It's a multi-faith collaborative effort here. This yeah. is, this is the real deal. And this is in a country that's not, doesn't have the convenience of focusing. It's not convenient for them to do this. It's a way of life because it's one of the oldest inhabited places on the planet. Whereas in Jerusalem, you know, like, you know, people are at odds with each other a little bit. Yeah, this is this is real. They're, you know, I just don't. Do you know any of any government where they have the ministry has offices for every religion? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I know. I know lots of governments that have offices or ministries of religion, and those are usually pretty sketchy, both in philosophy. Right, they and represent practice. one religion or yeah. or you know tolerate other religions and stuff like that. But this is this is the real deal. Yeah. Um, so. So that's a huge outcome. Um, and I mean, I was you, giving you, some you of find the, that you find that uh, multi like, access to like a, a formal office. Do you find that unique uh, or a unique requirement or or good model in that in that context in the Middle East context? Because I can you can imagine someone the, trying to replicate that in the U.S. and having a bunch of I don't, I don't think, offices that just it wouldn't fly here. Right, and here, but here's here's the difference. I was in the ministry. I talked to the minister for religion. Great guy. We then I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm walking through the halls. Guess what? The Catholic priests are talking to the Orthodox priests. These guys with all these these you know all these lay, the 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 the, uh, the 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 Sunni mom is they're all gabbing. Like they're like they're, they're buddies. It wasn't like everybody was in their offices and they just had a pile of papers and they were – no, they were – it was it was funny. I just ran into a couple of guys. We started talking. I go, how are you? He's like, oh, I'm on my way down to this church. I'm doing this and blah, 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 blah. We're talking about this. It was it – was, it wasn't manufactured. It yeah. was natural and it was easy and it was uh, – um, you know, conversational. You know, there was a, a, a you know, a, a way, a continual way of of them hanging out and discussing things. He goes, "So, what are you guys discussing?" They're like, "Oh, one of our churches. We're trying to figure out how we we you know share resources with this one to that one." And oh, you know, we, we our parishioners are down in this one, so we're thinking about that. Ah, we live in an integrated community with Muslims, so we talk regularly about these issues within the social social service issues. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> it, it was, it was, yeah, you know, I, I, I walked out scratching my head going, am, am I, how, how come nobody knows about this? Because the UAE gets all kinds of, 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 of press because they're doing this Abrahamic thing. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they're doing, 
you know, they it's they they just they just appointed a rabbi of 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 the UAE, Rabbi Sarna. And I'm not devaluing anything that the UAE is doing because sure. it is profound for a bunch of Wahhabis to do something, yeah, right? right? So that's 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 something. I mean, I mean, it, it is. I mean, they you know don't ask them about how they treat Shia. Uh, because that the answer is not what you would like to hear. Right. Um, so, um, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, they are taking tremendous steps in the UAE uh, and, and to do wonderful things for Abrahamic faiths in particular. Yeah. Um, um, internally, the intra-faith uh, stuff like Sunni Shia, that needs a lot of work. And yeah. but they're they, they should get credit for what they're doing. And I would urge them, urge them to give me a call uh, or somebody to, so that they could start so that, so at least they can show some attention to the Shia community and, you know, in a positive way. Yeah. That that's what, that's something. But these guys are, these guys are doing it with all, with all their faiths, the Jewish community is flourishing, mm-hmm. flourishing. And it's been flourishing for centuries. It's an old Jewish community that goes all the way back. It's not like with the UAE where the UAE got rid of them all. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now they're bringing them back. No, this is different. This has been the community has been there for forever. The Christian community has been there forever. These guys have been here forever, and it's 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 hard to believe. <laughs> That's the word. That's the phrase. I, I I I sat after one night just sitting there, and I was just staring at the wall. And yeah. uh, you know, some of the some of the buddies, some of my buddies there that were you know deploying out for humanitarian work, we were doing stuff. And and he he's like, what do you, what's going on with you? I go. I just can't believe that this is now, this has been here and no one, everybody's been concentrating on the Nineveh Plateau because of the Christian thing. And I'm yeah. like, that's the wrong, it's the wrong game. This is the game. You know? And uh, so um, that's one outcome. I mean, we know about the ceasefire. I have firsthand knowledge of that. Uh, I can say that the ceasefire was just at the air war. Yeah. Uh, was was put on hold toward with towards specific targets, but the ground war continued. Artillery continued, um, and uh, and and the ground assault proceeded at pace. Um, I can say that uh, the tremendous toll him from a humanitarian perspective is just outrageous. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think like I said, about three hundred thousand refugees and IDPs. Uh, the the you know ISIS the ISIS camps were they broke out of the ISIS camps the ISIS guys so they're now floating around um, so it, you know these right. the the invasion compromised the 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 detention of of ISIS fighters that the Kurds were guarding <clears throat> um, I, I think it's a real issue now you know um, and I know you didn't ask me but I'll tell you I, I'll be honest with you I just think I think if the president wants to sit wants to the only thing to save him from his decision right now is to say, you want to know what the, the the part that's free Syria that the Kurds are in is is the is the Kurdish homeland yeah. and declare it a sovereign state and recognize it and get the you know the Chinese the Japanese a bunch of other people to recognize it and then have them fight for their homeland yeah. <laughs> and that puts Russia that puts Russia off the off the uh, on on notice that puts the Turks on notice and. Uh, it keeps them unbalanced, and then we can just dump a whole bunch of arms in there and have them fight, <laughs> fight for their freedom. And then we work on the constitution with Iraq uh, to to f- have them figure out what happens with yeah. Kurdistan as it stands right well, now. What, but, what uh, would Greater Iraq think about Kurdistan splitting off and being being its own independent country? What's the uh, what's the vibe there? The problem because clearly, right, so clearly the, there's so, there are reasons why it's not yet its own independent thing. Well, here's the reason. The reason there's, there's a couple of reasons, but the when 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 and I, and I know all my neocon fans will scratch their heads and be like, oh, rub their heads and their foreheads and go, God, don't say it, John. So this is what happened after the Iraq War. The the, the Shia South. So the the, the composition is Shia South, Sunni Middle, Kurd Kurd North, right? So the Shia and the and the Kurds came up with this plan, and they said we're going to do this. We're going to write this constitution, and we're going to create these these areas and have them semi-autonomous. The problem with the the federalist system in Iraq, and mm-hmm. this is really simple, broad strokes, is that it has a doesn't have a strong judiciary, weak judiciary. Yeah. So the problem is you can't change the constitution. Essentially, that's the issue. So even if you wanted to change something. 
for the betterment of governance. You can't mm-hmm. because the judicial is not strong. So whatever was put in place is now it stands and can't be changed unless you decide to viciously rearrange the governmental yeah. governance documents. So I, it's very difficult for Kurdistan to break away. Now, I've never been a fan of it. I'll be honest with you. Um, I've never heard a really good argument uh, for Kurdistan to break away, for the Kurds yeah. to break away. The, 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 the territory that is claimed to be Kurdistan goes all the way up to Armenia. Mm-hmm. Is Armenia? What, what's the, what's, is that right? Uh, it, it goes. It, it it takes a huge chunk of Turkey. It takes yeah. a huge chunk of Syria. Mm-hmm. It takes a huge chunk of Iraq and a huge chunk of the the Stans to the north. Right. Yeah. So it goes all the way up. So it's a really, it, it's a huge, huge, huge mass of 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 land. And so I've seen some some Kurdish Greater Kurdistan things that are just too big. It's just not. It's not possible. So I've never seen a reasonable land map of what the, the Kurdish homeland would be yeah. if they broke away yeah. now I, somebody a lot smarter than me has to figure that out well so that's one well Two, not, not only figure it out what? but get get a lot of disparate people to agree which is yeah yes. more complex well but to me it's like well we have the the, the the syrian territory that's occupied by the kurds let's just give them that be done with it you know let's that that to me is it's really simple you know they got the <laughs> turks to the north he goes it done you know, and no, no one likes Assad anyway. So who cares? You know, so that seems really reasonable. I mean, we want to burn him anyways. So let's just burn him on that real estate, and yeah. the Russians will get nervous, the Turks will get nervous, and those guys are our allies. And now that, that then then that, the decision that Trump made makes sense, right? right. Um, so I and then we could figure out what happens. We could slowly we can come up with a ten or twenty year plan to absorb. You know the Kurd- Kurdistan as it stands now into that landmass, and that's the Kurdish homeland. That sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. Now I'm not smart enough to know if that's gonna, you know, everybody's gonna freak out, but that sounds really, really reasonable. So, um, so that's what I think should happen. So that's one. You know, the Constitution, like I said, the Iraqi Constitution, it's just a, it's it's very, very troublesome, and uh, and so. I think there needs to be some radical decisions that are made, and and they the Iraqis just need to suck it up. You know, and they've been they and, and and they've been troublemakers for us, yeah, for a long time now. So, um, I think that that uh, you know the Iraqi Iraqi, you can always tell when a country wants to move towards self governance. Yeah, they start a banking system. Okay, in in I, I, maybe we've talked about this before. I don't know if we have about the difference between. A lot of people compare Afghanistan and Iraq. Do we have this conversation? Yeah, I think so. So the reality is that they didn't start a banking system, the Iraqis. Everything's cash there. And the, Afghanistan had a lot of less resources, no access to warm water, to a port, no infrastructure, no, edu- no, no education system. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they got 100 times less resources than Iraq. Yeah. And they're self-governing. They have a banking system flourishing banking system that has its problems, but it's internationally regulated. Yeah. And, and you could transfer money back and forth. You can't do that in, in Iraq. They don't want to start a banking system because they want everything to stay on cash basis. Uh, they want to keep international development funds coming and they don't want to get their act together. So it's, you know, and they had all these assets that, that they squandered, you know, like I said, infrastructure, educated class and so forth. So I think that the, when it comes to Kurdistan, I get it. They really want to do uh, well for themselves. And the challenge is, is that everything has to go through Baghdad. So everything goes through Baghdad right now. And when the Kurds start flourishing, what what Baghdad does, they take their banking certificate, hold their banking certificate so they can't transact any, any banking. They've done that over the last, the last four years. They've done it at least two times that I know of, possibly three. So then they, so then as their economy grows, they pull their banking certificate, so they can't transact any international banking yeah. from their from their treasury, and then God. they then then they're frozen in time for six months until they decide to, to open it up again. Goodness so, gracious. yeah, the, and and all the fuel money goes to, to Baghdad. So so all the all all the fuel money goes down there. So out of every seven dollars, 
that's got that you know that they're making per barrel. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the that Kurdistan makes one of those dollars, six goes back to yeah. Baghdad, which goes to nonsense. I mean, security so, security and stability is often uh, thought of as uh, yeah, security forces, military, and uh, policing, and and that kind of thing. But goodness gracious, monetary policy and banking. That's a big part of it, huh? Huge part of it. It's a huge, you know. It's you know, you know that those that's my you know security, economic development, education, yeah. governance. Those are my, that's where those are. That's what I've been doing for twenty six years. So to me, that you know, I, you can always tell when a country really wants to get back on its feet or just wants to be corrupt. Yeah. Um. And and the Rockies really have never taken responsibility for for their the govern the governance component, uh, which is why we've wasted so many so much money and why you know why ISIS could flourish because here's the problem, and there's so much money floating around, so much cash floating around. There's not there's no oversight. You know you could do what do what you do what you you know it's a big problem and 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 uh, it, it's a it's it's very very difficult. So back getting back to like the the religious freedom stuff, I go yeah. I mean I I I think that there should be you know you guys should be you know the evangelicals in particular. This is. I think you guys are, are back in the wrong pony mm. with the Nineveh Plateau. Mm. I think you, got, you know, I, I, as 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 many, you know, as you know, the yeah. big focus has been on that and pouring money into the Nineveh Plateau, relocating Christians back there. I'm going. If you if you have a healthy, Erbil, that'll happen. Yeah, you know, but I know that the I know that the evangelicals and I know that the Christian community wants to, you you guys. It, you guys, it's like you're, you're very obtuse thinking sometimes. Where you you get you you find something that's so sexy, you got to do it. Nineveh, Nineveh, Nineveh. Yeah. No, no, no. There's there's a. It's the multi faith community that's going to preserve the plateau. Yeah. And that's the that's the pony. Um, to protect the one group, figure out the strategy that protects everybody. Is that a fair? Summary? Yeah. Yeah, and it's not an enemy. Enemy is my friend type of comp right, type of thing. Right. 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 It's it's. And I think that the, that Washington has been so passionate about going in there and saying we need to establish a roundtable. And I'm going, no, 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 no. Now I'm like anti-roundtable. I'm going, no, no, no. You, they, if you go to them, you go to them for advice. And don't, we're, there's no way we're going in there to tell them how to conduct multi-faith engagement. It's, it's ludicrous. So, and, and, and I can honestly say from a person, if somebody has been doing this for I, professionally 11 years, you know, and I've been doing it, you know, yeah. personally for you know my entire career, I, I was st- to, to sit there and talk with Zoroastrians and Christians and, uh, the, the, the you know, different Muslim, different Muslim communities and stuff like where they were as gregarious and, engaging as i am uh, i've never seen that i'm always the guy that hugs the imam shakes hands you know puts my hand over here says let's let's grab a cup of coffee together they were all of them were much more engaging than i am which is a huge statement as you well know yeah i i was shocked to see them embrace me be touchy-feely uh not to be sort of rigid uh, to talk very f- openly and friendly about other faith groups. Oh yeah, no, I know what's his name. He's over there at the church. He's doing. It was amazing, and it's not America. It's in the right. middle of Iraq, bordering <laughs> Iran. Like I can't. The, the 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 Turks are invading. The Russians are knocking on the door. So I don't know. Is this? I don't know if this is interesting. What do you think? I, I mean, think it is. I, I, I think it's interesting. I, I mean, for somebody like me to be shocked, not that I'm to know everything, but in the multi-phase space, I, I'm coming back here and I'm giving this, I'm, I'm writing up like sort of formal briefs, you know, concept notes on what's going on. And the word that keep, I keep repeating is, or the phrase that I keep repeating is, uh, it's a profound example of the embodiment of the, the, the statement that's outlined in the, that's, that's, that's that's outlined in the national security strategy. Mm. It, it it's, I don't think anybody, I don't even know if we're doing it <laughs> uh, with success in the United States because we're so big, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we don't, and we had, we don't, we're not, you know, we don't have the, 
you know, it's the, we don't have all the, the 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 warring and conflict and post conflict. We don't have that. Yeah. Well, to have we, a flourishing, community. we take it for granted. I think. The, yeah. Uh, the, the peaceful pluralist yeah. environment. We take it for granted, and frankly, we're, we might be headed in the wrong direction because we've taken so much of it for granted, right? I mean, we're trying to, we're having trouble stimulating decent multi-faith uh, collaboration at the local level in a lot of places. And uh, a lot of people don't know someone of a different faith. A lot of evangelicals I don't asked... know, don't know a Muslim. And I bet, yeah. I bet you the same is true in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, and, and, we, I mean, we might is... be, <laughs> I hope, hope not, but I mean, we, we've taken so much of uh, the success of the American Demo- democratic project for granted that, uh, We've not maybe maybe there's some muscles there that that the Kurdistan multi faith folks are exercising that that we've forgotten about. I I think that there's you know this is not a necessity breeds you know you know collaboration cooperation. This is it's been part of their history yeah. for thousands of years. Yeah. You know I, I just I, I I'm I guess it I I'm I'm. I'm still processing and digesting this to the point where I, sure. I really have a, a very strange. I, I just I think I think that it, that 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 it's been mischaracterized by the people in Washington, and uh, this there's a guy who I deal with from the Kurdish government all the time. His name is Dasko, and uh, you know him, Dasko Shorni, and uh, and he has been talking about this. For a long time, and I—I'll just be honest with you—I didn't believe him. And sure enough, that's not because I was doubting him or whatever. I just—I said, "How can they, how can these be people be collaborating? How can be doing stuff?" Um, I just—I'm—I'm—he, you know, I was wrong, and he was right, and I don't think that he. If I was if I was Kurdish, this is the first thing that I would be saying to everybody. I'd be making t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so. This has been Crossing Phase with Matt Hawkins and John Penna, a podcast of Roll Top Productions. If you like what you hear and would like to help defray the cost of the show, consider sponsoring us on Patreon by visiting crossingphase.com. Crossing Phase is available on all your favorite podcast outlets, including iTunes, Google Podcast, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. We'd appreciate your review of our program, especially in the iTunes store. Let us know what you think of the show via Twitter, at MTHawk, at JTPinna, or at Crossing Phase. Music for this episode is courtesy Vajra, whose music is available at TheVajraTemple.com, Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. Show notes for this episode and more are available at crossingfaiths.com.